Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Your Time Starts Now, a Taskmaster podcast. I'm Emerson, and for the first time in YTSN colon ATP history, we are not joined by Joe, sadly. Instead, you've heard his name, and you've heard his voice once before. It is George Spelvin, everyone. George, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for leaving your door open and letting me in by accident. Uh, Joe's fucked off to a wedding on a cruise ship i think that that's why he's joe's currently inhaling lng fumes on a cruise ship run by carnival somewhere around the caribbean so you're stuck with me this week and for which i would be sorry but honestly i don't have the time to be okay um this is the part where we usually do banter but because me and uh george don't really talk much like this is outside <laughs> the podcast unlike me and joe um, the, the t- I guess you should, should you fill us in on your life story or sort of just tell us, I think we might've talked about it in the bonus episode, but you, how did you get into Taskmaster? I got into Taskmaster because I got recommended a clip of James A. Caster's performance through this, um, through the YouTube algorithm many, many years ago. And this actually, I'm trying to think three years ago ish. Um, just before COVID and indeed just before they started putting shit up on the YouTube channel. And I basically went through that compilation like five times in about a, in a couple of days, stayed off of it for a while. And then the episodes, the full length episodes started popping up in my feed. Yeah. Cause I know that, um, in or like overseas from here in the UK, uh the youtube full episodes of the show were available on youtube for a while yeah only recently have full episodes been made available to watch in the uk because they wanted to encourage you to watch it on uh all four or dave depending on the time period or taskmaster supermax plus oh yeah we know how we everyone knows how we feel about that um which i i I, (laughs) me me and joe have made our opinions on that very clear in the past i personally think uh supermax bucks should have been much much cheaper maybe should have been a one-time purchase of maybe two pounds or dollars depending on where you live and it's like a collection of all the unseen tasks which to which there's probably about two or three hundred which i think is all right for the that price yeah um, I will say this. Actually, I forgot what I was going to say entirely. <laughs> um, this is going to happen a lot, yeah. um, especially without my notes. Um, Did you make notes? Yes. Why don't you have them? Um, they're for the episode. They're not for this bit. Um, I mean, this is banter. We don't really have any notes on... We, we sort of just talk for maybe five or ten minutes before the episode starts. Although, as of recently, we're sort of trying to cut that down. Like, if you remember yeah. back to when we did Series 1, uh, and I think the reason our viewership is not as high as it could have been is because the first two or three series were so crap of this podcast. Yeah. Um, 30 minutes of banter. Yeah. I think our, lo- our longest episode was over two hours. Now we've trimmed them down into um, the just over an hour range. Like, sometimes, sometimes, like last week, we'll have episodes that run under an hour, but usually that's because the episode we're talking about is quite light on content. Um, This one, uh, I think it's how much that you have to say about it because um, I don't have um, ample amounts to say on much. Um, 
as you've probably listened to the podcast, what me and Joe usually do is that we'll go backwards and forwards uh, between tasks. Um, Do you have a preference for which one you'd like to, a specific task you'd like to talk about, George? Um, honestly, I'm not sure. Um, there is some, a few things that I would like to get out of the way before, um, we actually start. Are they specific to specific um, tasks or could they be set uh, off the top? In previous, something from a previous episode. Oh, um, yeah. if, in case you don't know what Spelvin will do is he'll either message me or Joe personally on discord, uh, after the episodes come out saying, uh, by the way, this thing also happened, which you didn't talk about. Yeah, sometimes. Um, or in the comments section of the videos, which you can also look at. Um, Greg Greg briefly acknowledged was forced to acknowledge that he penalized women unfairly um, during se- during um, episode one of this series. Yeah, we did. And I th- did we mention after that? After which, Is- I don't think it made the cut. Um, I, I because I do not remember talking hearing you either of you talk about we, that because we don't edit much he, down all we really edit yeah. down is sort of bits where we uh fuck up or there's bits of audio changes or if there's sort of something yeah. that we we don't want to have said online which has happened quite a few times um <laughs> i mean people um, let's see like joe, joe's not like me i'm joe's seen me on instagram and i'm a very uh public uh open person yeah that's the weird thing joe joe is a shockingly extroverted person he actually likes being on that carnival cruise to which my opinion is why the hell are you on the discord server that i found you on what what discord server did you guys meet on uh, the Well There's Your Problem Discord. It's a podcast about engineering disasters oh, with slides. I think he did mention that. I'm, I'm obviously not a part of it. Um, yeah. Engineering thing isn't really something I hold much interest to. I'm a loser who likes things like Taskmaster. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't use Discord a lot outside of one-to-one or small groups who I know personally, really. I just follow it for streamers. I got on it because Jackbox Games sometimes likes to let people in their games, um, specifically ones that are in testing, and they like to give out the room codes via Discord, so I was in. Fair enough. Um, yeah, uh, I don't really have uh, much to say. Uh, you, my uni time is coming to a close. Um. Oh, God. You're in hell right now, probably. It's actually not that bad. Um, I, I, this might, I don't know if this is um, too personal or whatever, but me and Joe have discussed our ages in the past because Joe's, Joe's 26 and I'm 21. How old are you, George? I'm closer. I'm closer to Joe. What year were you born in? 96. 96. Okay, so... Because Joe said he was born in December of 96, so it's... I'm not giving months. All right. Well, that that's fair enough. Um, I'm, uh, I'll be d- 22 uh, in October. So there's a fun fact for you. Me and Joe will... Oh, you, you can finally drink here. Um, so have fun getting drunk on Anheuser-Busch well, I'm, and I'm, don't do I'm, it. I'm 21 is the legal age to drink in America. Yeah. And I'm going to be, if you heard the Series 7 premiere, I'm going to be working in the States over the summer. 
Yep. The Poconos. The Poconos. Which uh, I, for some reason in my dyslexic brain, have always uh, read as Ponicos. Huh? I don't know. It's just my my brain sort of like, it, in, in my head, the voice in my, it rolls off the tongue of the voice in my head better. Ponico. Yeah. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Shout, would you like to delve into Series 7, Episode 3 with me, George? Let's roll. Taskmaster, Series 7, Episode 3, title, 12 Blush Majesty 2. Would you like to do the prize task, or would you like me to do the prize task? Um, I'd like to first talk about the opening bit. Um, okay. Because Alex forces Greg to play a game called Stone Paperclip. Um, which I realized halfway through my fifth real rewatch of this episode is stone, paper, clip, rock, paper, scissors. Not quite. It's well, that, that's sort of the joke he was going for, but it was more of like a yeah. what's in my hand kind of thing. It's like, it's like yeah. if you can correctly guess which hand the coin is in, you win a prize sort of thing. Yeah. Problem is, the name immediately reminded almost, well, I realized halfway through my fifth rewatch that it essentially trans, the name essentially translates to rock, paper, scissors. And I don't know why he didn't just make him play rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors is the only appropriate name for that game. Like some people call it scissors, paper, rock. Like that needless, that doesn't roll off the tongue quite well. Yeah. I was like, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. That's what usually people say. Because people usually people usually debate about whether you shoot on scissors or you shoot after the word scissors. Yeah. I, I person I usually what I do is I'll go three, I two, just, one, go, and we both show on go. When people start annoy when people start annoying me, that's what I end up doing. Three, two, one, go. Yeah. Fair enough. I just think it's a everyone knows exactly what to do because everyone no no one waits no one you're, you always go and go is what i'm trying to say anyway um you haven't met people like rod gilbert in real life have you um probably not and i'm partially glad uh, that I, I haven't um speaking of yeah. rod gilbert should we talk about what he and the four others brought in for the prize task uh, yes, the best thing from the 90s um i will further note that greg that uh, Alex says the winner won't take home any of the prizes. Not foreshadowing of a future task that comes up in uh, series 13. Uh, we start with Phil and Phil brings himself in. Because he was born in 1990. A, yeah. Um, to which I say ethics of this are dubious. Um, I'd also like to note oh, Speaking of Phil, we need to put the Hawaiian shirt count jingle in. Oh, thank God for that. I thought you'd never ask. It's probably got it right here. Hawaiian shirt count. Okay, we're back. Hawaiian shirt count. Okay, sure. Um, Do you know why... <laughs> Maybe when we do Series 8 and Beyond, you could be the one who uh, sings all the jingles and we use them. That, could, that way we could involve yeah. you more. Just the sound of me doing the entire Taskmaster Joe jingle in one breath, and I just die on the floor. Yeah, sort of. Um, we've, I mean, we'll 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 be doing Taskmaster Spelvin today. Um, 
Yeah. And we've created a totally not last minute uh, new jingle just for that. Uh, you'll hear it. Totally not last minute. I don't know why anyone would accuse you of doing such a thing. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe they'll find out in a little bit. But first, um, so yeah, I guess you already started talking about this. So um, do you want to keep going with the price task? Yeah. Uh, James brought in the end to his toddler years, specifically because people would swing him around, grab him by the arms, and he prevent he presents the collage of his toddler years to us with a hearty fuck off. <laughs> um, what an icon. Um, further iconic moment is, uh, the sudden revelation that, yes, he does like being inverted in some fashion, because Greg says... Because uh, what happens is that are you sure? No, I just reset my brain in order to make my thoughts clear. Um, okay. What happens is that Greg says, "Are you sure that you weren't? You didn't totally hate being upside down?" And James says, "You wouldn't." You couldn't hold me upside down, to which almost everyone in the studio, especially Jess Nappett, just go, hold him upside down, hold him upside down. And this happens. Hold him upside down is such an awkward chant. I would have probably just gone upside down, upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Greg does do it. Yeah. Um, And uh, I have continued to suggest. (laughs) God. Don't worry. Um, It's all right. Yeah, um, I'm going to suggest the face that we see James make as he is being held upside down as a potential thumbnail image. Yeah, potentially. We, we've already decided the title uh, for this episode, even without, because we, we, I think we settled on the No Joe show for this particular one. Yeah. Uh, and if you uh, look closely at the thumbnail, you will see Joe's name crossed out for this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- Classic red pen, my favorite type of ink. Yeah, don't don't worry, Joe. Obviously, you'll be listening to this because you're still going to be maybe uploading the the episode to YouTube. Because actually, no, he won't because that cruise ship doesn't have Wi-Fi. But I'll send it to him anyway to do at a later date. Um, it's not permanent. Like we have multiple digital copies of the original thumbnail, and uh, it'll be back to normal next week. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Um, well, what I wanted to say was, um, do you think any either of me or, or Joe could feasibly pick you upside down? Uh, I weigh close to two hundred pounds, oh, so okay, probably not. I'm. Yeah, uh, me and Joe have talked a lot about uh, our physical appearances on the podcast. Uh, are you? Because me and Joe are both similar heights. How tall are you? Uh, significantly shorter than you. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> let's move on. Uh, let's see. Um, James declares that he loves the loves being inverted, which is lovely. I'd also like to note that this is the first instance of Jessica Nappett being. Uh, the kind of little shit that starts, that tries to start fights in the schoolyard by chanting. Um, this is the first one that we see. 
The second one happens later and uh, I hope will be covered. Um, speaking of Jess Nappett, she brings in a book of Timmy Mallet puzzles. Uh, quick question. Who the hell is Timmy Mallet? Uh, okay, so this is a little bit before my time. Um, I'm not like Joe, who's so grossly indulged in another country's culture um, that I probably know more about it than the person of that culture that I'm talking with. Um, let me read you a little bit uh, of his new his wiki article, okay? Um, uh, Timmy Mallet uh, was born in Marple in Cheshire. His media career started while he was a student at the University of Warwick, where he worked on the student radio station, War- Radio Warwick, sorry. After graduating with a degree in history, he started working at BBC Radio Oxford. He later moved to Centre Radio, now Capital Midlands, at the station as the station's launch presenter. He also presented on Radio Luxembourg and Manchester's Piccadilly Radio. The programme he hosted at Piccadilly was Timmy on the... Oh, God. You, you, this is a bit of a dodgy name, especially uh, in the 21st century. Timmy on the Tranny. <laughs> a weekday evening show that ran from 8pm to 11pm and took its name from Mallet's lunchtime and later afternoon shows on Radio Oxford. Among Mallet's team helpers were Chris Evans, not Captain America Chris Evans, the... Oh, the Top Gear one? Yes. Uh, uh, were Chris Evans, known as Nobby No, Nobby no Level, Andy Bird, um, not really say anything about him, who played the pirate radio character Radio Diggle, and Karen Walsh, who has no link to a Wikipedia page, the original Auntie Boney Kneecaps. This led to Malik co-presenting the Manchester-based BBC2 youth music show Oxford Road show for a year in 1984 uh that that that's sort of his start in radio he's done other things uh he's done music stage shows um oxford road show we talked about that the wide awake club uh, uh that's where greg's reference comes from because he goes you're not wide awake to something that happens slightly later hmm. um specifically we open the timmy mallet puzzle book copyright 1989. Yeah, that's the big thing. Too early, and Jess Nappett is disqualified. Yeah. um, (laughs) It's also noted that um, Greg finds Timmy Mallet's presentational style slightly uncomfortable, and Jess Nappett essentially says, was it because he hosted a game show where he punished his contestants? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure what that show was. I've closed his Wikipedia page down and I'm not really... Uh, I'm pretty... I wouldn't be surprised if it's Wide Awake Club. Um, I know that he, being he said, was... Greg is owned and very owned. Well, just owned. Uh, he has no good comeback. There is no good comeback. Um, but Should we move on to Rock Gilbert? Yeah, um... Also, it's noted that it's one of the few books that Jess has read. Big L. Um, Rod Gilbert um, brings... Oh, God. Rod Gilbert brings in, not for the last time... The sexiest photo to ever exist. The sexiest photo to ever exist. That is what I mean, you can call it sexy, but a rose by any other name smells just as sweet. Um, long story short, it's a Greg, 
it's a picture of Greg that further context was taken at the Edinburgh Festival at the Edinburgh Fringe, um, and they were, um, to quote Phil Wang's quoting of Rod Gilbert, they were fucking about, and there's literally no context other than that. Well, the photo itself was not from 2010, so Rod uh, superimposed it onto probably one of the most 90s uh, things to ever exist, the Spice Girls. Uh, people of the world, spice up your life, every boy and every girl, spice up your life. Drive Turn a bus the off the London Bridge and do a ramp and then hit the other side. Um, I don't know what that ha- what happened there. Um, Welcome to the... We, should we allow George back so just for him to have more strokes in the future? Hmm, Maybe. Mm. All right, we've funny. got one person left, and that is Kerry. And what has Kerry brought in, George? Don't sing it; we'll get copyrighted. Oh God! Um, I said she brought in a box set of Friends, and I actually think that, considering that Jess can be penalized for 1989, that Kerry should also be penalized for bringing in a show that ended in the early aughts. Probably. Well, if you have something to say about that on Taskmaster Joe, then let her rip. Taskmaster okay. George, sorry. Or Taskmaster yeah. Spelvin, even. Spelvin, yeah. Um, um, let's see. Should we play the Taskmaster Spelvin jingle? Or should yes. we do the... Actually, let's do the uh, normal scores first. So, Kerry is gifted five points. Uh, James is gifted four. Phil was originally gifted one, but he swore that whoever won would get to take him home, so he was up to three. And Jess and Rod are both disqualified. So, shall we hear the amazing Taskmaster Spelvin jingle? Begin. It's the Taskmaster and his name is Spelvin. And he's gonna tell us what we should know. It's Taskmaster Spelvin. <gasps> okay, okay, what do you have to say for yourself? So, here we go. Um, I'd like to note, before we get any... Before we go into the um, before we get into the actual ranking, that uh, Alex had to prompt Phil to boost him up to three points. Um, I think it was loosely described that this is the episode where the hope of winning leaves Phil Wang leaves Phil Wang's eyes, which is just a great sentiment to think about. Let's see. James, five points. I am very biased. Um, just because that entire moment was delightful to watch. Also, it's James A. Coster. Yeah. He cannot help not being awkward. Um, Kerry gets four points, or at least she did in my original ranking, uh, before I decided that she would be disqualified for um, ending in the aughts, but I'm going to keep her at four, frankly. Uh, Phil Wang only gets three, which uh, shows us... That it's not worth putting yourself for it. Sorry. Yeah. It's quite late here. Unfortunately, everyone else is getting zero, just as Greg essentially did. Okay. Um, So, it's my turn to talk about the first task. So, we've got... um, 
Excite Alex. Greatest increase in Alex's current heart rate wins. You have 20 minutes. Your time starts now. So everyone, uh, this task takes place in the Taskmaster house. Everyone enters the lab to find Alex uh, without his jacket on, uh, sitting in an armchair, and he's sort of hooked up to a heart monitor. Someone notes it's like a scene from Saw, which is... Not untrue. You know, that, that can pretty much describe every task that takes place in the lab. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, sorry, I'm just going to pull this up on um, uh, taskmaster.info to m- maybe make this potentially easier to look at. Um, anyway, um, so uh, James and Phil are up first. Um, James tries to scare Alex before playing tag with him. Uh, they go outside and sort of wave at traffic and shout their own names. Phil gives Alex a cup of coffee with five sugars uh, before pretending to do martial arts <laughs> in front of him. And he then shows him a YouTube video of uh, near near misses uh, caught on Russian dash cams. Um, and he... And while James manages to increase Alex's heart rate to 80, Phil's actually takes his heart rate down by... No, he doesn't... Sorry, James doesn't increase it to 80. He increases it by 80. Uh, Phil actually takes Alex's heart rate down by 6. And I wrote a quote down from James here. And I think... Because what we usually do is, while the episode quote is... Or the episode title, sorry, for our episodes is usually something we say on the show. This week is an exception. Uh, The comments... While they used to just be uh, descriptions of like, oh, well, the boys are covering this week. They since became just quotes from the episodes. Uh, this would probably be the quote, my quote of the episode. And I'll play a soundbite over here. What happened, Anna? Yeah. Um, further quotes from James come during his time in the studio. What I discovered pretty quickly, if you are trying to excite Alex, best not to go down the route of emotions. And... Greg calls him a cold fish, to which Alex says, yes, I am. I'm also very efficient. <laughs> he should have used that. Oh, do you remember the fish puns task? In the oh, final God, he should have used five? that against Sally. Yeah. Um, I think only the uh, wah banana will get soundbited there because yeah. the others don't really need to Because be. mine would take forever. Um, yeah. Also, wha- also, um, I'll probably play it every single time I say it here. It just sounds funny. Yeah. Um, um, I would also like to note, James like Acaster, note? Per- James Acaster, for some reason, pronounces the game Tag as Tig. Oh, um, that's actually... I saw something about that. Um, it's like, you know those really interesting maps that sort of show how... Because like, it's sort of like... Some, if you've seen a map of the United States, for example, which states say soda, which states say pop, which states say cola, that sort of thing. Which I saw states a, drive a Honda, which states drive a Toyota, which states mm, are driving American-made cars, which is pretty exclusively Michigan at this point. Um, I'll Google, which parts of the UK say tag? I think that's um, something like that. I, I don't know. This will be quite hard. Um, I'll probably edit this down. Oh, I do have something to talk about while we're while you're looking that up. Um, based on the Channel Four transition trailer and his general demeanor, um, I have a theory. 
At least in universe, Alex Horn is either a series of exact genetic clones with similar memories or series of androids. Um, this comes up in my mind because he does. He says it's time for the prize task. Beep. Oh yeah, I, I found I found I found what I was looking for, and I'm going to post it to the Discord. All right, hold on. I'll, I'll continue talking about it. Um. So basically what I'm saying is some parts of the UK will say tag, some parts of the UK will say it, like that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, there was so- commentary in the Enemy podcast episode uh, hosted by noted enemy of the show, Ed Gamble, that yes, no one really knows what this game is called. Um, Ed and Phil basically said, don't you just call it it? I've heard... Um, they've heard of people calling it tag, but they haven't really, uh, talked about, but they didn't really talk about it at length. Well, oh. where I come from, cause I'm, uh, you could see the map, right? Yeah. Um, I assume you just call it it. Yeah. Because I'm from the, cause the, the region yellow, all the regions in yellow are the ones that predominantly call it it or like the deep yellow, the lighter yellow is for some reason catch. Um, so I'm in the south of England, so yeah, we do see it. James from Kettering, which looks like it would be Tig, if you see what I mean. Dobby looks like the most interesting name. Do you catch the house off from <laughs> Harry Potter? Dobby is free. Oh, Dobby is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Imagine if um if we hadn't called this episode the no joe show we probably would have called it dobby is free oh yeah like it was it, all in capitals but halfway through the word free uh he just cuts off with like an oh and then a sad face i just um, had a thought dobby is it a post a picture of dobby as the it monster what pennywise the clown yeah i mean i don't know if such a thing exists yeah I'll Someone Googling. please make it and email it to YTSN. Oh, gmail.com. Yep. Uh, such a thing doesn't exist. So if you're willing to do it for free, that's amazing. Um, anyway, um, but let's get back on track after that uh, weird thing. Phil also attempts, uh, all, Phil also weirdly attempts to do that thing in movies where you put a pot over your head and you hit it in order to torture the person inside, except he tries to do it with a pan. That would probably just cause a loud ringing noise. Yeah. It's like it's, when, it's like, you know, they do it sometimes in the Muppets or something where a character will yeah. stick their head in a bell and someone will bang on the bell and the Muppets head will come out all ringing and stuff. Yeah. I recall seeing a bit of shooting stars with, uh, Vic Reeves and former contestant Bob Mortimer, where they essentially did that, but instead of coming out ringing, the head came out in the shape of the bucket. <laughs> That's funny. Um, let's keep moving because we're not making oh, as much progress. Um, Ron Gilbert, uh, being the absolute maniac, uh, psychopathical maniac that he is. Um, strips Alex for not the first time in the series and he ties him to the chair clockwork orange style and then he takes um the old style movie director megaphone which I think we've seen a couple times uh he puts the small end in Alex's mouth and he pours 
lukewarm coffee down the other end, I think. And hot chocolate, as So Alex basically a mocha, said. and Alex likes mochas. Yeah. It was quite the striking image. Yeah. Uh, looks vaguely like Alex shit himself. His boxer briefs are ugly. Um, do we add that to the Hawaiian shirt count? Um, probably not, no. The Hawaiian okay. shirt count is a studio-only task thing. Um, it'd be weird after... I think it'd be weird after not using it for several episodes. We use it more than once in one episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as we've seen, uh, Al- Rod loves torturing Alex, and he loves... He loves making the two hosts look stupid, is what we've noticed. Mm-hmm. To his detriment. Um, like, if... Would you have done the thing with Rod Gilbert in the first episode where you had your pants removed? Absolutely not. Um, What I would have done is come in wearing what is effectively an Inuit parka tied up like the weird uh, bunny suit in A Christmas Story and then just have someone walk through the frame and I should take and I should note, this is in the great room of the Taskmaster house, and it's set up like it normally is. Someone passes through with something relatively large or a table, and by the time that the table gets out the uh, greenhouse door, I am still wearing my entire parka outfit, but the entire setting of the great room is now set for dinner. Okay, great. Um... Yeah, that that's surprisingly it doesn't get Alex's heart rate up that much. Um, only by eleven. Yeah. Uh, Kerry, Kerry and fish. Kerry and Jess are paired together, and Kerry offered to reenact her childbirth and challenged Alex to a game of football. While Jess, um, uh, tried to Alex to sort of picture if he was being attacked by a shark before doing lots of exercise together and. They managed to get uh, his heart rate up by 43 and 97, respectively. Yeah. Jessica um, specifically had this weird delivery of, Oh, no! The cage is broken! Um, That just made me think of, Oh, no! Our table! It's broken! (laughs) I did not reach that conclusion at all. Yeah. Um, it only halfway came. That's like my seventh rewatch of the episode. Um, oh, our table is broken. <laughs> oh God. Um, I'd also like to note that she made him do burpees. She made him do burpees. God. And I'm surprised that it only increased it by 97 for that. Once well, more than the others. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that still seems low. Um, she also trips Alex over the heart rate monitor cord. Um, oh, and while she's making him jump up and down as a set of other exercises to do, you excited? I'm tired. Me? Um, no, that was Jess to Alex and then Alex to Jess. Oh, um, you, you could have asked me to just soundbite it or something. Oh, I probably yeah. wouldn't have done so anyway, but... Um... The yeah. way the way you said it was sort of like to me, mate. Are you excited? Because I I don't know. It's, it sounded very passive aggressive, but that's not there yeah. or there. 
That's go, kind, go that feels more or less like how Alex said it to um, Jess. <clears throat> anyway, that's neither here nor that. Bleah. The scores I are Jess gets five, James four, Kerry three, Rod two, and Phil one. Uh, would you like to talk about uh, the second VT task, George? Yes. Task two. Make the best noise. When you are ready to make your noise, you must say, open quotes, this is my best noise, close quotes. After you have made your noise, you must remain still and silent for at least 10 seconds. You have 20 minutes and one attempt. Your time starts now. Uh, somewhat, during the introduction to the tasks, um, someone screams, at Duke's Meadows over the wall, presumably because they just got out of a sand trap or made a particularly difficult par. And Rod says, oh, no, that wasn't me. Hmm. He should I have taken it that. as his noise, frankly. Maybe, maybe he should have, um, but the task had not happened yet, so would have been difficult um we're starting with james again um and jessica jess really um so what james decides to do is he's he gets like a pair of waders um waders are those wellington boots that have uh built-in uh dungarees or overalls um you sort of see them on fishermen or something yeah and he fills them with water and then he attempts to uh, <clears throat> strap a, a bell like a ding ding bell that you get on might get on like a hotel front desk yeah, to the, the bell guitar. From Pitt, yeah, yeah, and he'll go, he's going to drop the guitar bell down on the water filled waders and make a noise. And um, also while they're doing this, we get um an explanation of one of James's running gags throughout the series, which is uh when Alex says hello to James, James ignores him, and when Alex asks James about this now. James says the task isn't say hello to Alex, which, fair enough, I guess. Yeah. To which Alex says, would be nice, though. Then again, Alex doesn't deserve nice things for what he's putting us through. I, I, James actually does say hello to Alex at one point in a, an upcoming task, and uh, you'll probably... It might be the next episode or something. Yeah. He does uh, so in the most annoying possible way, though. I will say, though, a nice thing... Um, when this series concluded airing, James posted to Twitter a tweet to Alex saying, bye, Alex, which I thought was quite sweet. It was. Rip James's Twitter. Oh, is it gone? Uh, James Acaster left social media pretty much entirely um, sometime between this and Cold Lasagna Hate Myself 1999. Um and I say that because he now has a book out that is effectively a guide to quitting social media, volume one, that he basically had to beg a bunch of comedians' friends to post on social media in order to have it promoted. <laughs> I, I didn't actually know that. That's quite funny. You know, more power to him for being able to quit social media. Um, Jess, um, this is basically where we see... We get the perfect, perfect insight into what goes on in Jess's mind in in this task. So what she does is she finds a top hat, rides around on a bicycle, 
And when it came time to, oh, I forgot to say, um, I'll, I'll come back to it in a second. Um, she rides around and then she essentially has a mental breakdown. Included in her breakdown is the sound of her air horn from the previous episode. Yep. Um, unfortunately, she said, and you might have noted this in the rules, um, after you have made your noise, you must remain still and silent for at least 10 seconds. Uh, her first noise was the guitar, and she did not remain silent, or still, for 10 seconds after that. <laughs> I thought the first noise was the screaming, because she... You know when Greg listened to the sounds in isolation, and uh, I said, like, and now for the second or third noise or whatever, and it's just just going, Whoa, I'll probably play the whole thing anyway. Um, just going, Whoa, 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 that sort of thing. Comes up, and Greg sort of, like, snickers behind his cars or something. Um, uh, it's a little bit weird how they edited that. Um, I don't know why they changed it, but when they first show Jess doing the noise, she goes, This is my best noise, plays the ukulele. Um, and for some, actually, I'm just going to go, I'm going to return to James for a brief moment. Um, James should have just broken the guitar. Uh, that would have been a much better entry for him. Yeah, um, I mean, he probably would have just been like, it, it would have been a boss movie. He just broke it. like, I'm not paying for that. and walked out. Yeah. Um, but that's not what happened. James dropped the bell, the guitar bell end down. <laughs> Bell end down. Um, that, that's funnier if you're British. Um, Clonk. And it doesn't make the noise at all he wanted, and he suggested uh, in response to that in the studio that he might as well have just stamped on the floor. Um, yep. I wrote in my notes in response to Jess's noise, someone, dear God, help this woman. Uh, she's beyond God's help, I think, by this point. Je- um, Jess is probably the MVP of this series for me. Oh, no, for me, by far, it's James, just because of the amount of quotes that he pulls out of his ass. Um, yeah, but Jess, in, in a few episodes' time, uh, and Joe's not seen this, so I'm not going to spoil it for him. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to swallow something. Uh, Jess, in a few episodes' time, has a moment that uh, complete that leaves an everlasting change on the series. <laughs> I remember this. Oh, God. We're not going to say what this is, mostly for Joe's sake. Yeah. Um, But I'm glad you know what it is, George. Um, Let's move on to um, Rod and Kerry. Uh, So what Rod does is, um, basically, as Alex is lining Rod's up, Rod's like, I don't think think we need to see this. And Alex is like, we have to. We're contractually obligated to show it. And so what Rod does is he finds a cardboard cutout of Greg uh, and he collects uh, some dog poo. I'm not sure whose dog it is, but he climbs atop the ladder with the bag of poo and he empties the poo all over the cardboard cutout of Greg's face. And that the sound of the poo hitting Greg's face is the best sound. Uh, new compilation idea for anyone who wants one. Rod Gilbert on Taskmaster self-sabotaging for X amount of minutes. Um, I'm going to spoil the series here slightly. Um, He manages to beat Acaster by two points um, to third place. 
And I still don't understand how he did that, considering how much he just screwed around. Mm, fair enough. I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, so many people have already seen this. Joe's probably in the minority. I don't think Joe cares about who cares cares more about, doesn't care about who doesn't win, if you see what I mean. Yeah. And I think it was pretty obvious from the first episode series that he knows who the, I think, at least top two are. Yeah. Or at least who the, the obvious top two are. Anyway, okay. what Carrie does is she... Um, puts She the farts in a tube. Not quite. She inflates a balloon, puts the uh, end of the balloon in the tube, releases it, and it makes a farting noise. Yeah. She also says, I don't know if I could control it as she tries to fart in the tube. Oh, <laughs> uh, Carrie's a weird one. Uh, yeah. Carrie's simultaneously very root one and very, very odd. And, but if you think that's odd, last up uh, is Philly Philly Wang Wang, uh, as Joe would probably like to him to be known as. And Phil makes a disturbing wet noise with his mouth um, that sounds something like this. Uh, and... <laughs> That totally, uh, that totally didn't scare me. Um, he claims that it's the noise that he makes when he wakes up in the morning. So he goes... <laughs> or whatever he does. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I'm, uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're not a regular on this show, mate. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Carrie says... Presentation is everything after Greg compliments her presentation. And I agree. Presentation is everything. Yeah. Due to the way that she says, this is my best noise, and then inflates the balloon, her noise is not the fart. Her noise is the balloon inflating. That is, yeah. Um, Phil gets the five points. Jess, four. Kerry, three. James, two. And Rod, his dog shit on Greg's face, of course, gets a single point. Do you have any contradictions, George? Oh, boy. This is going to be a bloodbath. All right. I'm going to gonna play the jingle here. Okay. Let's see. Rod, disqualified for insubordination. I mean, that's not that controversial, I guess. Yeah. Wait. Yes. Is, is Je if you are, if you're the taskmaster, is he still dropping dog shit onto a cut out of Greg Davies, or is he cutting it, dropping it onto a cut out of you? I mean, he's dropping it on Greg Davies' face. Greg is a friend of significant years to Rod. Um, I believe they trained. Un I believe they both studied stand up under the same tutor for some point. At some point, um, and at least for Greg's honor, that is a disqualification. And partly because I don't want to get beaten up by Greg. Um, I don't know. Uh, here's where we get controversial. Phil's noise was disgusting enough that I have disqualified him. Boo. Yep. Uh, Jess. Uh, disqualified due to the um, addendum to the task of after you have made your noise, you must remain still and silent for at least 10 seconds. Uh, there wasn't even an attempt for Jess to stay still or silent. Um, unfortunately, that means 
James gets four. Carrie gets five. Whoosh. Again, I warned you, it was going to be a bloodbath. The the red studio. Mm Mm-hmm. When I judge, I judge harshly. Oh, well, um, the Red Studio, I'd say, doesn't come until maybe Series 10. Mm. And we, we're probably not going to get there until at least next year, because me and Joe cover, on average, two series a year now. Yeah. Anyway, um, shall we progress to the third task? Because I want to get this done within uh, at least an hour and ten minutes. Okay. Uh, it's a golf task again. Oh, God. Not more golf. Porn loves golf. I don't well, know why. The- I hate golf. We had like- golf with eggs in series one. Uh, we're located right next to uh, a golf course. The Taskmaster House is. Get this ball in that hole. Uh, the hole is located not far from the shed. In as few strokes as possible. The ball must only be struck. The ball must only be struck. The ball must never be carried. You have a maximum of twenty minutes. Your time starts now. So, like I said, the ball, the hole is near the hole. The hole is near the shed. Sorry, and the ball is just in front of the uh, entrance gate. Mm-hmm. James, rare route one from James, but he also hang, manages hang on, to. It's my, t- it's my task. Oh, oh. don't worry. Um. So I would, yet, I would you, like to make one addendum. Um, you can do that. Everyone, almost everyone, when they read the task, go that hole. What hole? To which I just wrote me when I when when I me when me when I you and I. Tr- w- George when he when tries to have sex, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, uh, so like you said, James went very route one. Uh, he hit the ball with the club, lost like a normal game, got it in six strokes. He got really angry. <laughs> like at one point, and this is, this is probably one of my favorite uh, shots in the show. Um, it's either that or the shot where Alex wipes water off the camera in the very first episode. Mm. And when James misses, he's on the red green, the infamous, the bloody infamous red green. Uh, He hits the ball and it misses the hole and he gets so angry that he whacks the flag with his club and it cuts to the GoPro, which is attached to the flagpole. And we could just see the, see it spinning. Uh, The GoPro becomes detached from the flag at this point and it just spins out of control before landing on the ground. Yep. Uh, it's a pity that James is just so emotionally fragile because all of his greatest work is created under significant duress. Um, a, a good portion of Taskmaster, um, his entire Great British Bake Off appearance. Stop. Um, I have a wooden spoon with his Great British Bake Off quote on it. I got that for Christmas about, uh, not this past Christmas, the Christmas before that. Uh, a quote, it, it, I think my mom got it for me from Etsy or something. It's just like a wood engraving of him and it has started making it, had a breakdown, Bon Appetit on it. Yeah. You might have seen me post it to the Taskmaster Reddit at some point. Mm. 
Anyway, um, I forgot to mention James. James hit it with a golf club, which I wouldn't be saying unless other people used alternatives to golf clubs, like Kerry, who used a croquet mallet. And other than that, she had pretty much exactly the same strategy as Acaster. She got it in in seven strokes. Not really much to say, except this is the introduction of Kerry's iconic quote, Bosch. Bosch! Beans! Eat! Right! Bed! Greg Davies. Are you all right, man? Do, do, um, no, that's what uh, that's what Greg says in response to Bosch. Um, he basically imagines Carrie's home life with her kid, and kids. She, she definitely has more than one. Like, look at Carrie. You can tell she has more than two children. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Jesus it's Christ! Like, it's like what? It's like it's like Lee Mag. You look at him, and you know he definitely has at least two kids. Uh Maybe. I feel like Lee Mack and Carrie Godleyman, if they weren't parents, the universe would not feel right. Mm. I feel like if Carrie wasn't screaming about the terms and conditions, the universe wouldn't feel right, but... Uh, okay. Phil and Jess, uh, what they do is they end up making barriers to sort of guide the ball into the hole. Um, there isn't many notable things about this. Um, other than Phil stupidly used, uh, he used a broom, uh, in his, and he stupidly put, uh, the T-shaped end of the broom with the, the bristle end. I'll yeah, say. the broom head, yeah. The head of the broom closer to the hole, so that the ball actually caught on the head, rather than just sliding straight off it, if he would position it the other way. Ah, uh, great work, Phil. Um, um, he also he hit it under the fence. Oh, yeah. And I'm not sure how mulligans work in this game, in this version of golf, so uh, I don't know exactly whether or not that five counted um, his mulligan hit for getting it out from under the fence. Oh, might I, um, might I add that... Um... Oh, God, what was I going to say? Oh, um, Phil has most strokes so far. Fewer strokes, sorry, so far. Um, in Jess uh, makes a, a tunnel, a tube tunnel, uh, but she kept missing the tunnel, and she finally got she got the ball in the most strokes. Didn't say how many, but she's last. Yeah, I will say, um, Jess had a really, really funny time of it. Um, she... With one of her strokes, one of the pipes that she is using to direct the ball goes over the hole and causes the ball to overshoot. She bridged the gap. Um, she aligned her shot effectively with the pipe. She missed her first stroke, and her second stroke barely touched the caravan despite the significant effort that she put into hitting the ball. Oh, she also used the... The croquet mallet and a cricket bat. Not not sure you folks know what cricket really is, but oh well. No, we don't. It's baseball with additional steps. Sure, whatever. Rod is up last, and he digs the hole out of the ground and moves it to just in front of the of the ball. 
there was a lot of argument, according to Phil, um, regarding the whole, like, it, like, I think they cut 10 minutes out of the episode easily because of, just because of the argument um, that resulted I, from... I, I personally think it was fair. Um, like he, he worked around it. It was the same. It was the hole they intended to hit it in. He kept it perfectly intact and he brought it up to the ball. If what I'm surprised he didn't do is literally just turn the hole upside down and then put it on top of the ball because then the ball would have been in the hole and he would have got it in the hole in zero strokes. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't really matter because uh, his single stroke got the ball in the hole anyway. So... He gets the full five, followed by Phil, then James, Kerry, and Jess is lost. Um, no change. Not that there's much to say. Actually, well, there is one thing to say. It's task. Um, it's not. You can only do Taskmaster Joe slash Joe Spelvin for the objective tasks. The yeah. subject. The subjective tasks. Sorry, this is an objective task. Um, open quotes. People say my ADHD makes me shit at problem solving. No, sir said the man who waterboarded a semi-nude Alex with Mocha to raise his BPM. Oh, God. All right, we've got one more task left, and it is the live task. Um, this, in my opinion, is one of the few pre-COVID series live tasks that I think would have been a bit boring to watch, if I say so myself. Yep, it would have been. Um, I mean... Least the, the facts were quite... I mean, they weren't all amazingly funny. Some, like, carries were very basic. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, the task is write down a 10-word fact. You have 100 seconds. What is it with this series and 10 words? I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Did you like my 10-word story from last week? Um... I've completely forgotten it. That said, I do have one of my own. My story was uh, once upon a time, Alex Horn shat himself. The end. Eh, that's probably a true story. Um, what did you come up with? Uh, for sale, jars of piss, recently five. signed... Seven. By Bob Mortimer. <laughs> <coughs> what, did Bob actually piss in a jar or something? Uh, no, but this is a reference to his graph where he... Oh, ...compared oh, okay. the, the output of piss to the various counties of Britain. Although, um, as we all know, Bob Mortimer's penis is actually on his chest, so he has to basically... Hover over the toilet bowl like he's going to be sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, everyone's facts. Uh, do you want to do this? George? Um, I need the exact wording. There we go. I have the exact... Okay, you've got the exact wording. Um, a brief description of the contestants' attempts. Um, James writes... Only humans and armadillos can catch the awful disease leprosy. Um, Greg guesses only you bats uh, spelling and armadillos can catch the awful disease leprosy. Nine out of ten, four points eventually. 
And he also gets the bonus point for the best fact. Yeah. Uh, Jess? Jess, um, did you know that ants live to an average of 22 years? Um, Greg got 10 out of 10 correct, although he did go over on the word count, but she gets five points, um, which I think was kind of deserved given how poorly this episode went for her. Um, Carrie. Carrie. Carrie Godleman. I was born in Perivale, Ealing, London, UK, Europe, Earth. I'm going to say, Spelvin, props to you for at least attempting a British accent, unlike Joe, who is so petrified of looking stupid. Um, yeah, it's not Cockney by any strength. I don't think it's even human. Um, Greg guesses I was born in Perryvale in London, UK, Europe, Earth. Nine I'm out not, of ten, another in, four. My family home is in Ealing, so Kerry doesn't live miles away from me. Mm. Don't talk to me. Um, or don't come and stalk my parents, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. What did Phil... Oh, what did Phil Wang write? Uh, Phil wrote, Phil Wang's shoe size is 12... Plus two, minus two. Presumably this is in whatever British shoe size unit you use. I think Um, uh, there's only like one or two size differences between uh, shoe sizes. Also, men and women's shoe sizes are measured on the same graph in the UK, I think. Uh, Greg guessed Phil Wang's tool sacks, 12 blush majesty two. Yes. Uh, title drop. Indeed. Barely even anything. Um, Rod, of course, decides to humiliate Greg. Well, not quite as much as Greg humiliates himself later. Greg broke a toilet seat by sitting on said toilet. Greg guesses Greg brawls in dog jail. Think bail. Falling old dog death. One word. And it should be noted that Rod remembers one incident where Greg managed to break his toilet seat by sitting on it. Specifically, also in the Edinburgh Fringe. Greg, however, states that it should read, Greg broke a toilet seat twice. Because he also broke one by sitting on it in his home. Yeah, probably should. Um, my energy levels have dropped, but so let's get the final scores done with. Um, James and Jess both get five points because James has had the most interesting fact. Kerry got four, Phil two, and Rod one. Um, would you have given the most interesting fact to anyone else, George? Uh, not really. None of them were good. Uh, James was the best. Which means that James A. Caster wins the episode with 18 points, and we can finally go. Oh, God. Okay. Um, um, thank you very much for stepping in, George. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I do have two small notes um, uh, towards the en- about the end. Uh, James has managed to convince his nephews who also watch Taskmaster that he now owns Phil Wang. So whenever he takes a picture, say, 
in Canada with Phil, it usually ends up as a shot of James chasing Phil in order to capture him again. And is this in the days before he deleted social media? Oh no, this is just a po- this is just a photo that he sends to his nephews saying, "I'm going to catch him. I'm going to catch him." <laughs> James must be like the funnest uncle in the world. Uh either the funnest or the most terrifying. I'm not sure which. I mean, there's been more terrifying uncles, I'll say that. Mhm. In any uh, case, James is out of the losers club. <laughs> yay. Um, like I said, thank you for stepping in, George. Yep. Uh, Joe should be back next week. Uh, at least that's the plan. Um, until then, um, I've been Emerson. I'm not sure when George will return, but it'll definitely be soon because, uh, you've been a joy to have on. Mm-hmm. And you're not getting Same paid. Y- for- Same to you. I mean, I'm always on. And you're not getting paid for any of this, by the way. I know. All right. Bye, George. See you soon. Bye. Bye.